2: <laughs>
3: no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA.
0: Now that the potential rail strike has been averted, it would seem a perfect time to address the ongoing supply chain issues that the Biden administration has perfectly ignored. The fact that the U.S. Transportation Secretary wasn't even involved in the railway contract negotiations examples how thoroughly inept and dysfunctional this administration is. Which leads to an even more base point. Why has it become commonplace for the federal government to involve itself so intimately with the inner workings of the private sector? Granted. The U.S. government subsidizes the bulk of the rail industry and needed to in its nascent days. But why does it continue to do so? Why is the federal government involved in the finances of the private sector at all? I talk about this and more with Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch. Joining us right
1: now from the UndergroundUSA.com website. UndergroundUSA.com. It's none other than Frank Salvato. Good morning, sir, Mister Captain. Well, let's see. The rail strike is has been averted. Uh, the victory lap is being taken by Joe Biden. However, he wasn't the one that negotiated it. It was his Secretary of Labor should have been Pete Buttigieg, but he was not around. But Marty Walsh is the hero of the hour the labor secretary. He got this done with 20 consecutive hours of negotiations.
3: He's got union experience, so I guess uh, I guess he was the guy for the job. One more reason why Pete Buttigieg never should have been appointed as the secretary of transportation. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything besides talk about electric cars the entire time he's been there. He hasn't dealt with the supply chain issue, it hasn't done, dealt with the FAA, mm-hmm. hasn't done anything about the canceled flights, it hasn't done anything, really, Yep. except take an immediate paternal leave the second that he got appointed to the job so that he could be home because he had a baby with his partner. Yep. So he, he hasn't done jack to mm-hmm. serve the country in his position. He really should resign. Mm-hmm. Glad the trades are running
1: on time anyway. Yeah, as of 5 a.m., they start again, uh, which is 10 minutes ago. Uh, but uh, I understand that uh, uh, the immediate pay raise is $14.10 an hour. I understand they get a 24% raise over five years. I understand they get pack- back pay, which will average $11,000 per worker. Uh, they we're talking about 50,000 workers here. Uh, and here's the thing, okay, and I just had this discussion. With Chris Markowski. Um, Frank, who pays for this? Well, it's, it's not the railroads. Nope, nope. It's us because we're the ones that subsidize the rail industry, the government, the United States government. Now, there's only a couple of exceptions to the rule. One of them, of all people, is Warren Buffett with Burlington Northern, correct? That's correct. That is a profitable rail line because of what they do and where they do it. And uh, there is one other uh, rail line that may or may not be in the same fold, and that would be the Norfolk Southern. But last I knew, the Norfolk Southern was going to be gobbled up by the Burlington Northern Railway.
3: Well, it would be getting gobbled up because it's actually doing something that's that's worth the profit. Yep. You know this this is where the free market needs to take its rightful place. When the government starts. Picking winners and losers by doling out subsidies in any industry. The airline industry is another one. When, When companies are feeding from the government trough, competition suffers. When competition suffers, then organizations that shouldn't survive in the free market survive. And, and that pollutes the market. That that pollutes the, the ability for the strong to survive and the weak to perish. As bad as that sounds, that's what capitalism is in the business sphere. If Wall Street's not going to invest in you, and that was at its core what it was, investing in the companies to make a profit because people believed in what they were doing, then you shouldn't survive. Now Wall Street's turned into a, into a gimmick gambling parlor where people are betting on other people to lose and, and, and everything else with other people's money.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And we
3: have industries that are, that are falsely elevated financially.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Hold that thought, Frank folks are coming right back right after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is the captain's America third watch Friday morning edition. Be right back. Tune in to hear tomorrow's news
0: tonight and breaking news as it happens by retired New York Fire Rescue and World Trade Center survivor Captain Matt Bruce on the Captain's America Third Watch, nightly between 2 and 6 Eastern. Always American, always conservative. God bless
1: America. Levi's became iconic by making tough pants. Now they're notorious for pushing progressive politics, opposing the Second Amendment, attacking popular voter ID laws, and Levi's screws their workers, furloughing thousands while rewarding rich shareholders. A top female executive unable to speak freely. Rather than leaving China, CEO Chip Berg makes excuses. An American icon washed away by woke politics. Levi's, serve your customers, not woke politicians.
2: This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea.
0: News, insight, passion.
1: AM 9:30, The Answer. Okay, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Okay, well, let me go to the phone line. We've got a caller here. Good morning, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: Uh, truck driver Steve from Sarasota. Hey,
1: Steve, what's How up?
2: Captain and, and Frank. Hey, I'm just getting in a little bit late on this uh, whole thing with the railroad. Right. Uh, and and this whole thing, it, it started because they don't have enough workers to do the work. And, and a lot of the, the guys aren't, they're working so much overtime that they, they just can't do it. Kind of like the, the airline industry, when they laid off all the pilots uh, and they can't get the pilots to all come back. Uh, it, it's per- pretty much the same way with the railroad. They just don't have enough workers, and they're, they're working double time and overtime on that.
1: One of the things that they got, Steve, was they got two workers to a team. They've got what they call team units now. They didn't have that. You're right.
2: Yeah, and that's what that's what's causing this whole thing to go down. It's not really about the money. They got their money a while ago. It's just pretty much they're working just so many hours they don't have enough time in the day to work. Well, uh, they, like a lot they, of people do.
1: They continue to get the money, unfortunately. <laughs> and it comes from, yeah, us. You know, it comes from I, us.
2: I moved mm-hmm. I moved uh, the president of uh, Norfolk Southern out of Gary, Indiana right. down to Norfolk Southern Back in the '80s, a long time ago, when he took over, I don't remember what his name was, but he was a very good guy and and uh, knew what he was doing at that time. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Thanks for talking to you, Captain and Frank. Have a great day. Thank, Thank
1: you, you, Steve. Bye. Truck driver Steve. Okay, what do you think, Frank? No, oh, he's he's spot on. He's got good information, and when it comes to
3: any industry, whether it's railroads, whether it's airlines, doesn't matter what it is. If you're not staffed correctly, you're going to give inferior service. Imagine running a, an engine with only two people mm-hmm. in the fire service. Oh, yeah. Imagine running a truck with one person. Yep. You know, it doesn't work. You, you may get the vehicle there, but you can't do anything with it.
1: That's it. Can't go inside by yourself.
3: Yeah. So,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
3: it's, you have to, management has to make sure that what they're offering is functional. Yep, And that's a management issue. That's not a, that's not a worker issue. It's not a government subsidy issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If things have to be downsized in order to work properly, then that's those are the hard decisions you need to make. Mm-hmm. If it becomes an essential service that needs to have all the locations serviced, then that's the way it has to be operated. But then we've got to pay for it. But again, it all comes down to the free market. Yep. If the free market is demanding this, demanding that service, then that financial backing will be there. You don't need the government coming in to subsidize. When the government comes in to subsidize things, it bastardizes the process and keeps poorly functioning and bad, and, and, and bad services alive. So mm-hmm. you know, the government needs to butt out of everything. It just does. needs to butt out of the the private sector financial markets. Right now, they're just picking winners and losers. And and like you said in the first segment, Joe Biden's taking a victory lap on
1: this. Mm
3: -hmm. He should just go back to the basement and eat his ice cream and shut
1: up. I'll bet you that Charles Chucky Boy Schumer created a little bit of a stir with his pals when they were having dinner at a, a nice Italian restaurant in D.C. because Democrats have been trying to push a new narrative about the midterms over the past couple of weeks. The narrative claims that the polls are moving towards them, winning the House. That narrative also claims that Joe Biden is the dark Brandon and his successes are helping lure the polls back towards the Democrats. But that's not supported by the reality of the polls that I keep seeing. And we pointed out uh, that even the New York Times said that the Democrats are overestimating what and who they are and the numbers that they've got.
3: Well, the Democrats are never honest about the polls. And quite honestly, even the entire political sphere in Washington, they're, they're not honest about the polls. Mm-hmm. You can make a poll say anything. Mm-hmm. If, yep. if Chuck Schumer wants a poll that says Joe Biden is considered the greatest president in the United States history, he can find one.
1: Mm-hmm. It wouldn't
3: be true it doesn't make it correct that it doesn't actually measure the sentiment of the people, but he can find a poll that would say that.
1: Well, he accidentally, you know, accidentally revealed the truth about something that he doesn't, doesn't believe the very democratic narrative that they're pushing. Now they had dinner and this group that was with them, which you hear this group, Chris Coons of Delaware, Mark Kelly of Arizona, Chris Van Holland of Maryland, Tom Carper of Delaware, John Hickenlooper of Colorado, and Dick Durbin of your old state, Illinois. Now, you would think they'd have enough sense to know that such a group might get a lot of attention in an Italian restaurant with people there at dinner time. And they should have been careful in what they were saying, but they weren't careful at all. The more they drank, the more they talked, and they were loud, too. And Schumer declared, and everybody heard it, that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in trouble, and the Democrats are likely going to lose the House. Matter of fact, he said they only had a 40% chance of holding on to it. Then, then he got bold and went after some people. Wait till you hear this. The Senate Majority Leader and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy sucks up to former President Donald Trump. Schumer also said he believed Trump will run for re-election in 2024. Schumer said the Democrats won't be able to win the Senate race in Iowa. Democratic Uh, candidate Mike Franken, a former Navy vice-admiral, is running against the longtime GOP Senator Chuck Grassley, and he doesn't stand a chance. Now, with Kelly at the table, Schumer said the Arizona Senate race would tighten if tech billionaire Peter Thiel dumps a bunch of heavy money in there to support the Republican Blake Masters, and that's already started to happen. And on the legislative front, Schumer said Joe Manchin's claim that taxing the rich is akin to inflation for wealthy Americans is ridiculous. And then he closed out in good measure by talking about his pal, New York governor, Democratic, uh, former New York uh, Democratic governor, Andrew Cuomo, over redistricting. He's blaming Cuomo for the Democrats' failure to pick up the House seats during the redistricting process because they lost two seats.
3: He's telegraphing. Never let it be said that Chuck can't be honest at times. He just doesn't do it in front of the cameras. Or but it took a
1: few, few shots of whiskey or wine to get him to do it.
3: Eh, you know, they have becoming, the Democrats, or I should be saying fascists because that's what they are, they're becoming emboldened over the years, ever since the Obama administration. They're not even hiding their strategy sessions anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and this proves it. They know people know they're full of it so they might as well not hide the corners. The roaches are out in broad daylight, and it's time for us to step on them. Yeah, We have to take the government back. Yep. We have to. Yep, It's not serving the people anymore. It's serving special interests. It's enriching uh, the, the elites. They are selling out our country to the globalists. We've got to take a hard pivot back to the to the federal government being subservient to the people instead of acting like overlords. That's what they're acting like.
1: Well, we are going to find out what's going to go on here over the weekend. You're going to have a great time, I'm sure, doing whatever it is you're going to be doing. And we're going to keep our eyes on the tropics because we've got Fiona slowly moving its way towards us. Don't know what's going to happen, too early to tell, but keep your eyes on the prize. All right, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, UndergroundUSA.com. We'll be talking to him again Monday morning. Don't go anywhere.
0: I got a surprise coming in in just a couple of minutes. I think. Don't forget to like the episode, rate us, and subscribe. And subscribe to our substack at UndergroundUSA.com. It's election season, or should I say silly season, and the censors are sharpening their knives. Don't let them win. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this.
2: This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.
1: Hey, this is Judson Carroll with the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region, the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or judsoncarroll.com. And I look forward
0: to communicating with you in the future. Thanks.